You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Kapow, the pop culture podcast. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. What was that, Cliff? Sometimes um, I, I, I've just been feeling a little uh, a, a little nostalgic lately. Did you play the wrong audio, or do we have a fourth member here joining us, the original fourth co-host of KPP, Mr. Michael K. Easton, the illustrious one. How have you been, sir? The illustrious Michael K. Easton is super excited to be back on the Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. I've been catching a few episodes, and I just figured you guys needed the Easton touch. (laughs) Now, we are gathering via Zoom so we can see the old room we used to gather in. (laughs) And it's kind of amazing how we all four fit in that room. Yeah, it's still tiny. I said there's a little more room. They I heard, they removed all the mailboxes out of there. <laughs> well, you know, now that I, I'm at the level that I am, I, I no longer need to practice. <laughs> so, so anything about doing? your new job you want to say that we could get you in trouble? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Any facial hair requirements? No, actually, you can pretty much do whatever you want with your facial hair. Wow. They'll take anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know that I was going to get a new job in such a um, interesting time. I feel like it's all your fault. Yeah, is there any it part of you is. that thinks it's it's all it's on you? It always is. So, I mean, what's new? I mean, I hear uh, my former employee employer is doing great. So since you left, <laughs> but something just started clicking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as i close the door and open a new one i don't know what about this podcast but you close that door too but it's always open and we're happy to have you back good to see you what 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 are we talking about that could bring mr easton back to the fold well it's got to be something to do with dc i mean come on now it's the dc fan dome no san diego comic con but we got a fan dome Welcome to the Hall of Heroes. Does anybody yeah, know what a fan dome is? I heard it went a lot smoother than the San Diego Comic Con thing. But mm. nobody like watched any of that stuff. But the uh, but I heard this went pretty smooth, and it was like twenty four hours, right? Yeah, twenty four hours only. It's pretty neat. It was a I thought it was a cool alternative. If you know, for them to showcase all of their upcoming products like they instead of doing it in san diego they just hey we're we're gonna put out our own platform and and out into the world get excited because we're just dropping everything so that was cool it it was billed as a 24-hour immersive virtual fan experience does that sound like what you experienced sounds like what i'm experiencing i'm experiencing that right now a little bit that I could see while I was working, I felt excited. I was watching, <laughs> listening to the Wonder Woman uh, panel, I guess you'd yeah. call it. 
Yeah, the Wonder Woman DC, 84. Yeah, DC has had some shakeups lately and some bad news, but for that weekend, they kind of owned the internet was all DC stuff. That's all anybody was talking about. It was everything that was trending, trailer after trailer, news news drop after news drop. So DC needed a win, and they got. I think they got it on, on the on the overall. Now, do you think that was planned? It was like, hey, here's some bad news, but here's some exciting news. I think Listen, I almost really... just got ran over. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was coming. Uh, right Ralph P. Tramp just drove by the house. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> Big truck. Big frozen truck. <laughs> so, so yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana, and everything will be different. Citizens of the world. I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. You'll break your sargos. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. I've never been one for rules. The answer is always more. I forgot to tell you. What? Radar. Will they will they shoot at us? Barbara, what did you do? so keen on this one i figure uh, you are but you know what i'm ready to go i think we can do better parachute pants yeah um... does, it, does everybody parachute now so you guys like that trailer huh well uh i i thought i was going to be disappointed just because i feel like we've so much has been leaked out there in the last two years we've been waiting on this movie to come out but um i thought you know I thought it looked like Wonder Woman. It, it was much. It looked like a continuation from the first movie. Steve Trevor is back. Um, in parachute pants. In parachute pants, and uh, we we have a, a new cheetah, and which I don't know about you guys, but it, when I heard the casting originally, I was kind of like, mm, no. But um, 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. She looks like her final form is very CG. Yeah. So, so I was like, eh, whatever. We'll. I, which I believe that was our biggest gripe with the original Wonder Woman. It was. was the cheesy CG battle at the end didn't quite live yeah, up to I, the, the start. I, uh, that was my biggest. The first Wonder Woman trailer is a great trailer. Um, this one is a fine trailer. Mm-hmm. And now seeing the CGI of the cat i was like i thought it looked not good at all that part so but it's got a long way to fix so i mean they're throwing a trailer out for this you know they they can only improve it they did it with sonic yeah i was gonna say (laughs) they could be pulling a sonic and right now it's listed as october 2020 i don't know what the how how many times that has changed but i think that's the current (laughs) one But yeah, if it has um, if it has just one iconic scene in it, the way the first Wonder Woman movie did, um, the the battle scene where she you know uh, emerges from the trenches up into the you know to to uh, take on the uh, the Germans, if if it has that type, just one scene like that, it, it'll be well worth the money I pay to go see it. Yeah, I thought it looked solid. I, I almost didn't want to see Cheetah, even before I knew what the CGI looked like. I kind of wanted to be left hanging, like, will we get a full Cheetah, or will it just be, you know, girl in a cat print skirt and, like, that studded jacket thing, like, or, or are we going to get the full experience? Because, mm-hmm. you know, in the first one, we didn't know if Ares was even in it. Remember, we? Yeah. it could have been, you know, her imagination or whatever. Uh, I, Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lord. That was cool. The eighties uh uh businessman suit and, and yeah. hair. Yeah, and uh my understanding is they're basing the character not so much off the uh the comic origins but as, off of our current president. That oh, should be mind, exciting. He has mind control powers. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I think he does. <laughs> And my only other thought, thing was, I thought Chris Pine. Every scene was like a joke about the '80s and the fashion. Like, if the if oh that's through the whole movie, okay, the parachute pants is a good joke, but I don't need fifty of those. You know why? Uh, you know why that is? It's it's because we are from the '80s. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a complaint I'm going to have when we talk about something else later. It's like. Apparently, we're the only ones that were in the 80s. And to everyone else, it is this novelty that they're never sick of. They just are never sick of talking about the crazy fashion and things and, and technology in the 80s. I'm just like, I get it. Move on. Well, moving on, what about the Suicide Squad? <laughs> yeah, That's so modern day. Boom. This, this I really liked. Of course, it's James Gunn. And we all love James Gunn and Guardians and everything he does. Um, but what's better than a than a trailer? Then give that's me not a trailer. That's not a trailer. Give me a character rundown of a, because I have no idea who these fifty characters are 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 going to be from all these guest appearances of these you know pretty famous actors uh, for this movie. All right, I got them all. You want to go through them? Let's go through them. Good, because right. I didn't even know some of them. All right. Margot Robbie is back as Harley. Joel Kinnaman is Rick Flagg. Jai Courtney is Captain Boomerang. Viola Davis is Amanda Waller. So 
if you saw the first movie, you know those characters. Um, I thought all the pre-reveal talk was that Idris Elba was going to take the place of Will Smith as Deadshot. Well, I I had heard Bronze Tiger. Oh, okay. Okay, I think that was the going speculation. Well, no matter what, I hear he never misses. <laughs> Come on, Deadshot never misses, and the character that he's playing now, he never yeah. misses. Yeah, I've now not watched the video playing, game trailer. He's oh, got it. Bloodsport. 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 <laughs> Do you mean Bloodsport? Uh, it was like it was like Destiny. You were here. Yes. Who is who is Bloodsport? Do, do you guys know? Yeah, it's a Superman villain from the John Byrne run when he revamped um, Superman. He uh, Bloodsport was kind of like a vigilante guy that shot kryptonite bullets. Yeah, he looked like kind of a Rob Liefeld character with a giant gun and mm. huge muscles and tiny legs. <laughs> um, John Cena as a peacemaker. Yeah, I'm yeah. surprised how comic accurate these costumes are because that looked like Peacemaker from the comic. That was my immediate thought too. Was man, they they did a good job on the on that costume, and Harley too. I mean, that's yeah. that's as Harley as she's actually looked, and not Hot Topic Harley. <laughs> uh, Pete Davidson as Blackguard. I have no no clue who that is. Mm-mm. I only know because he was the villain in the. Booster Gold issue one. So the first appearance of Booster Gold is also the first appearance of Blackguard. Oh, from like nineteen eighty six or whatever. Yeah, like the very first issue of his. Okay. Uh, Peter Capaldi as the Thinker. So if you watched the Flash on CW, you've seen the Thinker before. Yeah, hopefully some redemption for that character uh, after that season of the Flash. <laughs> Uh, I didn't look up how to pronounce his name. David Dastmalkian, Polka Dot Man. Uh, he he played one of the guys on Ant Man. Right. Yeah. He, Lisa's crew. He's been in quite a few movies. Um, but yeah, he plays like the the Russian guy in in the Ant Man movies. Um, he's a good actor. He's a funny guy. So, I I isn't isn't yeah. that villain like an old Silver Age Batman? Villain. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I have a feeling because of that actor and um, that character, it's going to be like I, I I highly expect a lot of these to be this a bunch of Slipknots. They just yes. immediately get killed off, okay? Because there's so many characters. I could imagine a James Gunn movie where Polka Dot Man is one of the core characters. <laughs> He will be the I, top character for next year's Halloween. I heard a little buzz. People, that was who they liked the most from mm. the trailer was Polka Dot Man. I don't know any of these characters. I, I, I that, but I'm fully on board with a James Gunn superhero movie. I, I mm. so I'm excited about it. I was saying, I said to you guys, I'll, I would like to see him try X Men. You know, I think he could tone down the humor and make an 80s style because we got to the 80s. But that Claremont, you know, yeah. Jim Lee X-Men, you know, with some flashy clothes and things that not make this like extremely serious thing that they've been trying to do for the last 15 years. So 
I, that, I, I he's just great. So yeah, agreed. Yeah, the, these are not characters you should feel bad for not knowing. <laughs> I didn't figure. Like you, you gotta ha- you gotta have the full run of DC's who's who. Well, just like these just similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, nobody felt bad because they didn't know yeah. them, but mm-hmm. he made them something. All right, like every James Gunn movie, Michael Rooker is in it as Savant. He's Savant in every yeah. James Gunn movie. Yes. Cool. That the uh, Flash villain? No idea. I, I didn't look him up. He's he's a it's a weird looking outfit. He's got like platinum, almost whitish, long platinum blonde hair it looks like yeah red i think he has like a red leather suit or something i don't know uh nathan fillion as tdk the only thing i saw about this like his logo was like a a head with two arms crossed almost like a pirate skull and i saw something it's a character who can take his own arms off and like fight you with them yeah i saw the same thing (laughs) The, the the character isn't actually in the comics isn't called TDK is he's called like arms fall off boy or something so okay yeah and his yeah his, he can take his arms off and <laughs> I don't know <laughs> we'll see uh, Alice Braga as soul Soria I got nothing on that one glad the experts here i know these are so obscure that <laughs> they are i like the pause that you've added each time jordan has, waiting for him to <laughs> right. like you know earn his keep all right how about this one uh the german comedian flula borg as javelin yeah so of course i've heard of javelin before of course he's a minor villain but in you I've know, heard of a javelin before. Well, that's pretty much it. It's a guy in a in a blue and yellow suit suit with a javelin. Not real and complicated. I, I just realized this. <laughs> Cutting and pasting from IMDb, uh, mailing ing. I had seen it as Mongol, but it's spelled M O N G A L. Is it Mongal? Lady it Mongol. Is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Odin does not like a lady Mongol. <laughs> we got Mongal. Yes. Is she Mongols, Michael? Is she the daughter or a sister? I can't remember. It's oh. one of those two. <laughs> well, we narrowed that down. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember if she was in Superboy, like the Superboy comic, or if it was before that. But yeah. I'm pretty pretty sure it like was when Tom Grummet was drawing Superboy. It was during that era. Um, That's all we need. Just more, more. You make more. Up. I don't care. Yeah, it was when it's Tom Grummet's run on Superboy. Thank you. Uh, Say it with confidence. It says DC fandom. Um, Monk. It keeps loading, moving. Mongol the Younger was the daughter of the powerful tyrant Mongol. The elder. You nailed it. You nailed it first time. There we go. All right. Daniela Melchior as Rat Catcher 2. <laughs> so I think that's a new character. Rat Catcher was an obscured Batman villain. Uh, and this is like Lady Rat Catcher, I guess. So. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 
Rat Catch Her. <laughs> That's the title of the episode. There we go. We got it. Uh, we Steve it. Agee, the comedian, as King Shark. I'm guessing just as a voice. Yeah. King Shark is Shark. <laughs> Sean Gunn as Weasel, who he's James Gunn's brother, also played Rocket Raccoon in the green you know, bodysuit. Mm-hmm. So he's going to do the same kind of thing with Weasel. I was kind of impressed. I was impressed with the look of that character. Like talking about looking like straight out of the comic book, I expected like just a guy in some like prosthetics and you know him with makeup and stuff on, like a suit. And then I got to look at that and I was like, "Holy cow! All right, this that looks very Guardians of the Galaxy." And IMDb has Taika Waititi listed, but no character beside him. So, no no mention of who Taika is playing in that one either. I had seen some speculation on that, that he was actually doing the voice of King Shark. Uh, and that actor was doing the motion capture performance. But nothing has been confirmed or anything. So, saying August 2021, we can expect that. Yeah, I'm excited for this. James Gunn in a in the DC Universe with the most obscure list of goofy characters. This thing is tailor-written for me, I feel like. And, of course, him saying in the behind-the-scenes stuff, this is the most fun I've ever had in a movie. This is the best movie I've ever made. So he's he's talking it up and building the hype. So the hype yeah. train's going to – it just started now, and it's going to keep rolling for the next year, I'm sure. All right, the one most people were talking to me about was the Batman, except for October 2021, just a couple months later. Yeah. This looked cool as heck. Okay. so you're, This you... was like a Fincher – Batman year two, mm-hmm. I'm in. Yeah, you can tell I, they didn't have they don't have very much shot. They, I think I heard they only have like 25 percent of the movie shot, but and they that trailer is like just like four different scenes cut up, mm-hmm. but it looks good. Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? What what? Twelve years ago, maybe whenever Twilight came out, <laughs> though we were like, this Robert, guy's gonna be Batman. Yeah, someday. Robert Pattinson, and he's like a good actor. Has a good body work now, and I have no problem with them doing this. And that's the problem is people, that's all they know him from. Mm-hmm. S- similar, uh, everyone keeps bringing up Heath Ledger. No one could see him as the Joker. Yeah. Uh, you want to mute the mic there, Mickey D? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, by the uh, Yeah, I'm, I thought it looked really good. I, I And like you said, it's Batman year two, and it looks... It looks that way. Um, my only thing about it is it felt very Dark Knight to me. Like, are we just... Re- I hope they're not just trying to recapture that magic um, from that movie by just, hey, we'll just make it as dark and gritty as we possibly can. It's ultra-realistic, and it doesn't fit in with you know all this new DC stuff coming out. Yeah, it seemed so, like it well, was trying to out gritty Christopher Nolan. Yeah, but I I actually thought it was like there's things with the Dark Knight where they tried to make it too realistic. Where I thought this had more of a comic book flair to it. Of 
it looked more because they've, they've always tried to go for like this dark night that's comic book accurate and there's always been flaws with it with like um nolan's portrayal of batman i always thought there was just certain things that you know like batman during the daylight does not work like mm-hmm. that to me is just stupid where like a little bit of... yeah <laughs> <laughs> but, what i i thought with this even though when i first saw like his face mask of like the way his head looked in the batman mask i thought it looked really stupid i i will say that but now seeing the trailer i i, I think just like i saw all over facebook facebook everyone was like okay yeah i i'm sorry i ever questioned this but i mean going back to the 89 batman no one thought michael keaton would make a good batman right and we it, haven't learned our lesson ever since nope um i is, much prefer gritty batman to the campy you know, stuff yeah so mm-hmm. i i'm i don't think i mean i got pretty excited about it but i still I still don't know if I'm gonna love it, but I, I definitely like the direction it's going. And Paul, and Paul Dano was the who, yeah. Uh, who's he playing? I, Paul Dano. Uh, Paul he? Dano's the Riddler. Mm. Mm-hmm. Colin Farrell as the Penguin. Unrecognizable. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I love that look on of uh, the uh, look like the the Bruce Tim Catwoman from the '90s cartoon. John Turturro as Carmine Falcone. Jeffrey Wright from Westworld as Jim Gordon. Mm-hmm. And Andy Serkis, famous as the Gollum and uh, the Caesar in Planet of the Apes, is Alfred. So people seem to think if you uh, those Earth One books mm-hmm. where Alfred was like a ex-military guy with a shotgun, like they seem to think that's the... <laughs> Yeah, you know, if we're talking gritty, like yeah, I can see Andy Circus as like a grizzled. Yeah. You know, oh, he played Claw in Black Panther too. So yeah. Think. Yeah. Director Matt Reeves has not made a ton of movies. Uh, got his start, of course, on Felicity. Was a producer on there, directed several episodes of Felicity, so we knew he was gonna rock at the stardom. Uh, directed Cloverfield, <laughs> Let Me In, the vampire movie, and then both Dawn. Dawn of and War for Planet of the Apes. So, like, that's pretty much his whole resume. Hmm. And they're, the resume. They're, they're, they're trusting him with Batman. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for something between the Dark Knight and Bat Nipples. Like, I feel <gasps> like there's got to be a healthy medium in there somewhere. So, I'm, yeah. That, like you said, that playing that. Slow Nirvana song. It's just set such a tone. The look of it set a tone. And he walked up and punched that guy 17 times. And I was like, okay, I know what I'm in for. Like, it just, the trailer, it said there's not much footage, but it let us know exactly what it's trying to do. And it, it's doing it well. So, Yeah, so I think, like, everybody were excited for the Batman. Anything else DC related that we got from the fandom? Well, um, the Snyder Cut trailer. Oh, right, right, right. Just did not do it for me. Him hijacking. That song was very familiar. Yeah, reuse. That's what bothered me. Reusing <laughs> that song. 
I, which I, now, did you know it's it's a four part like mini series? It's it's not going to just be the whole movie. It's going to be broken up. No, I did not know that. I I just read that. Yeah, they're going to release it four separate hours. Hmm. Why I I that's the last you'll hear me say anything about this. I will give no more air <laughs> to any Snyder anything. Yeah, I, but I see, I. <laughs> I have to eat a lot of crow here because I watched the recut uh, Batman versus Superman, um, whatever. Un- yeah. Well, yeah, but they have have it like the ultimate edition now on um, HBO Max, where Snyder went back and put in the scenes that he wanted in there. It's more like a director's cut version, and it makes a ton more sense. Like hmm. the added scenes that he added into it, it made it a more cohesive story. Whereas mm-hmm. when I, J, Jordan Lowe, when him and I went and watched it, I came out of that theater going, "I am freaking pissed! <laughs> I hated that movie so bad." There, there weren't enough Marthas in it, and he's put them back in. Exactly. So yeah, you know, I... if you say Martha three times, you bring her back to life. <laughs> I just didn't like the use of the song after he used it in Watchmen. I was, that seemed like a deliberate kind of middle finger. Like, anybody who doesn't like Zack Snyder, here we go. Because that's the scene everyone complains about the most in Watchmen. And anyone who would complain about this movie, it seems like, yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, moving on. Um, we, got a, we got a title for Shazam 2, colon... Fury of the Gods. So I'm a little surprised they're making another one of these movies, but um, I like the first one. So Carly really likes the first one. So we've watched it many times, and I'll probably go see the next one. And then in that same universe, we got a teaser. Did you guys see the teaser for Black Adam? Kind of storyboardish with The Rock narrating. Uh, Kind of giving us an it's idea. A bad story. Yeah. Which actually, uh, I was reading into that. They're going to feature members of like uh, the Justice Society of America, supposedly like Hawkman and um, Adam Smasher. Adam Smasher will be yeah. in it. Yeah, I was. Um, I-, I could go for that. A, a lot of it seems to be coming from, like, the source material from. Uh, was it DC fifty two? Like that series, part of it, yeah, with the uh, Condeek and and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it seemed to be coming from you know that area where he took over that, and so where, I mean, where he's not a straight up villain, he's like an anti-hero trying to protect a Doctor Doom situation. He's protecting his right. people, mm-hmm. but yeah. doing it in a in a dark kind of way. Yeah. Definitely. And again, just him not acting at all. Just it's just the rock talking to you. That's what. Like, you hey, get. I'm Black Adam now, everyone. Like, no, 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 we're not gonna we're not gonna have an accent coach. Mm-mm. We're not gonna do dialects. I'm just the rock at all times. That's all. I the mean, it works want. so well for the Scorpion. I mean, what? Well, come on. <laughs> Give the people what they want. More rock. And um, oh, Seth, did you see the Gotham Knights? Uh, um, video game trailer coming out. Yes. Do Do you guys play those uh, those Batman Arkham games? I played a couple of them. I'm not a huge fan. I know Cooper 
Cooper plays <laughs> them. He really likes them. Well, they're extremely popular. But yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just because it's more of the same. Didn't throw me too much. But Well, I I know he... I, when it came out, I sent the, uh, the link over to my son because he's a big fan. He's a big Nightwing fan. And he always likes those Arkham games. So for him, you know, using the Robin character, all the, the bat kids were more right up his alley. So he was, he was pretty psyched about that. I thought the, the trailer looked pretty cool. It was almost a movie. So. Yeah, it was, it was nice. You got to, what are you laughing at? We, we saw your, I thought, I thought you were getting ready to take a picture for a profile pic or something. We just had yeah, just, just one just a, section of yourself. Yeah. See, I don't realize because I'm doing this from my phone. It only shows you guys when you're actually talking, so you guys can see me the whole time. Oh, so you oh, can't. Yeah. You can't see you. You can't <laughs> well, see I wish, yourself. I wish you did not know that and had done something really bad, but you did. <laughs> I, I thought about patrons. it earlier. I was like, <clears> just all, in case, all our many patrons can see you as well. Mm-hmm. Sweet. They get the video feed to this. Right. So uh, there's a Suicide Squad video game too, right? What was it Kill the Justice League or mm-hmm. something? Yeah. That was where um I was making fun of he never misses. Uh, that's oh, where that shot. came from. I yeah, well Blood Sport, whatever you want to call oh, it. Yeah. And somewhere just King Shark going, King Shark is shark. King Shark. You were just like you, you were just twenty minutes ahead of us. Like you were you're you're on the cutting edge where we're all trying to keep up with you. <laughs> how my brain fires. <sighs> so, yeah, I, I thought it was all pretty cool, though. I, I Like, if they did that every year, I would be on board with it. I would be okay with that. Because, yeah, some of this stuff would have popped during Comic-Con, but it would have got flooded out by a whole lot of other news. So, yeah, to have a whole weekend to themselves yeah, is pretty clever for DC. So, okay, so that was the the DC Fandom. Now, we're going to talk some streaming. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Islands in the streams, that is what we are. Cross the streams. The first reason I asked Michael if he wanted to come on board tonight, because he and I both checked out Netflix's new Transformers colon War, the War for Cybertron trilogy. We got our first chapter, July 30th, 30th it hit. Um, I'm not sure they're calling it chapter. I, I just thought it was season one, but uh, Siege. I have done what I have to do to end this war. Have my actions 
led to the extinction of our people. The Allspark is a vessel of life in the hands of Megatron. There's no telling what he might do. The Allspark. Yes. A clean and decisive victory. Transformer Siege, Michael. I don't lot. think I was underwhelmed. Like I haven't finished watching it yet. Really? And I still have, I, I think I'm most of the way through it, but like I read somewhere that I can't remember, but it was something like they didn't hire like professional voice actors or there was something about the voice actors that were, and I, I think that might be part of it because some of the times it just seems like they're trying to be emotional and they're coming off kind of flat, I guess. I guess I always kind of felt the Transformers was always that way though. Maybe that was just in my head. Like when Peter Cullen, I mean, he added a lot of like emotion to his voice. Like when he's talking Mm-hmm. And like this Optimus Prime comes really close to it, but like, I mean, I, I, I guess under- I understand what you're saying. Like with the, um, uh, the lack of Frank Welker doing, uh, Megatron. That too. I noticed that a lot more than I did with Optimus, the Optimus character. Um, but yeah, there, I guess now, now that you bring it up, especially with Megatron and maybe some Starscream in there, there probably was a lot less um, emotion, um, in in the, in the voice acting. Like with, and again, I, I realize this is a cartoon and I'm dwelling, dwelling too much into like the deepness of it. But with Peter Cullen, you, you felt like, yeah, this is the last hour but there's still hope where with this optimist, it's like he's standing on the ledge ready to jump and he's trying to talk people to not jumping with them. Okay. Sure. I get that. I felt it was a, the, the try and explain it. Would you, would you explain it as this is a retelling of the first original series episode, or is this more a, uh, a prequel, do you think, to that first episode? I think it's a, a prequel leading up to the opening of the first episode of the original 80 series. Okay. Because I, at first I was like, that's what I thought. But as as I got more into it, I was kind of like, well, this just seems like a a, a, a rebooting or a retelling of that of that first episode just with extra stuff we didn't get before. Yeah, I mean it's it's going to way more detail. Sure. Of what and, what led up to it. And and there's definitely some differences what in the story in the characters. That's why I said I I kind of thought it was of a retelling because w- what we get was uh is an Optimus Prime who's not he's not the ultimate leader yet. Yeah, this he's is, very unsure of himself. Right. And then we have Bumblebee who is not even an Autobot yet. He's just like, F you, man. I'm out for myself. Yeah, he's this weird kind of roguish character, um, which was okay. 
like, fine, whatever. It's a cartoon. He's all about the inner John. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then we have this teeny tiny little band of Autobots against this mon- what appears to be a monstrous population of Decepticons in this war. So they now don't forget there's female Autobots in this one. There are female Autobots in this one. Yeah. We get, uh, we get the, uh, is it Alita one? Yeah. Was she like Optimus's girlfriend or something? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's kind of like the thing that they alluded to back in different episodes. Okay. Got some, we got some Autobots. Autobots. (laughs) We got some thought bots. (laughs) That that was my problem with that is, I mean, if we want to go down that route, is that there was various shapes and sizes of Autobots, but there was only one version of the female Autobot, just different colors. Because there was that, the blue one, I, I forget what her name was, but they look exactly, although they did show our, huh? Smurfette. Smurfette, the blue one. Although they did show RC, she was the only one yeah. that did look different. Yeah, she and she looked like the classic cartoon. But yeah, so uh, this is very much the origin story we did not get in the original series. We're back on Cybertron before they come to Earth. So is it something we need, or is it just mining the the backstory I, just to just to play on your nostalgia? Yeah, I kind of wondered that. Does it my, add new layers? Yeah, it de- it definitely adds a new layer, at least for this chapter. I don't know if the next two chapters are going to be very much a just retelling of a cartoon show we got when we were kids. But this chapter here was definitely some new information, um, uh, some different takes on it. Um, I was I th- I thought the animation was okay. It's definitely different than your classic cartoons. It's more c- CGI. I guess it almost uh, looks like the video game. Like, I mean, it's because that, that web series that they had on, um, was on YouTube and like, there were little shorts, um, mm-hmm. transformers, Titans or something. Okay. Uh, but anyway, that was, that was really good. Like that was intense. And, and it just seems like Maybe it's just things aren't hap- like it's slowed down. Maybe that's what it is. It's just not very fast paced. That's no, throwing me off. If if you had shown me that uh in some small clips, that animation and told me it was from a video game, I would have totally believed you. Like if they look like cutaway just one giant cutaway scene of the storyline um from a video game. But I thought it worked. Um, you know, it, it I was cool with it. I I I think I watched, I told you I, I binged the whole thing in one, in one day or one afternoon, one evening, something like that. And, um, like I couldn't wait to, to, you know, see where it was going. And then when we basically end up at the end of episode one of the original cartoon series, I, I was like, okay, I'm ready for more. Like immediately I was just like, yeah, let's, let's keep going. Yeah, and it definitely does have some Easter eggs in it. Uh, when they showed the um, the clone of uh, not uh, sound is it Soundwave? Yeah, Blaster. Yeah, yeah. The the Autobot. Yeah, Boombox. Yeah, 
the the, cl- or the clone or legitimate clone or whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's an Easter egg from the comic, and I think the the um, Japanimation series that continued on over there. Uh, Boombox and Soundwave got they were in a battle and they destroyed each other and they got reconfigured and they were recolored. Um, Soundwave was that color that you show mm-hmm. the, the clone and then um, Blaster. Crap. Blaster. He, he his colors were like uh, yellow and blue mm. instead of yeah, yellow and red, red or whatever. So. Yeah, I, I I thought it was a lot of fun. I I really did enjoy it. I think it's I, I'm I'll have to look see how many episodes it is. I want to say it wasn't a lot, maybe five or six episodes. Um, but uh, but yeah, what a neat thing for Netflix to do. It got me pretty amped up for that. We were just talking uh, the last episode about the upcoming Kevin Smith He Man continuation of the classic show. So I was just like, yeah, keep keep this stuff coming. I, it, it's right up my alley. So Transformer Siege Chapter 1. Check it out. <laughs> Do you have anything else Transformers, Michael? Do you anything else? I mean, stand out to you? There's no there was no song. No uh No. There's no the touch. No. No touch. Uh it, it did i mean for long term uh transformers fans it does go into like the origin of jetfire uh cuz that was kind of a big thing in the original series of him being a decepticon and then an autobot and so i mean there there is that and, uh you definitely have more knowledge or remember more than i do about the original Transformers, and I think you have watched most of the original series. Where I, but you, you owned many more of the toys, though. I'm sure. I yeah, don't think I likely. did. No, I don't think the I did. Only, Michael the, had the, the only, Transformers. Hey, if we're going down that road, <laughs> for Christmas one year, uh, our grandma got me the Optimus Prime. Um, it was like the deluxe power edition or whatever, where he like got into the rig and mm-hmm. and uh, became the ultimate Optimus Prime or whatever. But yeah, I mean Optimus Prime was all like the Transformers was always my jam growing up, where other people were more GI Joe centric. Yeah, uh, me, I'm other people. Um, but yeah, I I mean I, I told you if uh, if they loop you know, dupe me into watching this thing and I watched three seasons of it and it ends with some crap ass movie where everybody dies in the first 20 minutes. I'm going to be super pissed because fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you. It it better end with basically the opening of uh, the transformers, the animated where they're blasting off for earth. That should be the final scene. Well, I got news for you. You're on the right track. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What else we got streaming? I watched a show on Netflix. Did you guys see this pop up? I'm sure you did. That video game documentary called High Score. Um, I did, but I haven't watched it. 
Video games afford you the opportunity to start over. In games, we all start at the exact same place to play together because we're all playing by the same rules. Long before the internet, a handful of visionaries reimagine the world. We felt that we were creating a world-changing technology. I had no idea what to expect. People no longer played video games. They played Nintendo. It all started when our hero Mario had a very strange dream. Having a fast console wasn't enough for Sega. They needed a new hit game. You'd see kids screaming, Sega! Sega! They woke up Nintendo. They have the biggest consumer electronics company on the planet. Coming after us? Awesome. It is a sick video game. Shame on people that produce that trash. <laughs> I made the worst game of all time. What we did back then was ahead of its time, but the time is now. Well, it's, uh, it's been out about a week or so, but it's six episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. And it goes through just history of video games the history of video games but and it's got a lot of good information like i did it bring any new information huh did it bring any new yeah there well it focused on a few um, a couple different creators and that i'd never seen before you know how they came up with certain ideas just talking about like um so many different breakthroughs and they kind of focused on different people that made breakthroughs. Maybe they weren't the only ones coming up with it at the time, but they had access to a lot of people yeah. and it, it was cool to see all that. They kind of went through, like they started out, you know, way back and then they got talking about Atari. And then it, it, what got me was they would jump around. So skip just entire, you know, groups of years. Like at one point they t- talked about, Start talking about Nintendo, and then next, I mean, 10 seconds later, it's five years later, they're talking about the Nintendo championships with some kid that played in it. And I was just like, You think yeah, nothing Savage, happened, right? huh? Fred Savage, you mean? Yeah, yeah. It was well, that was Fred but it, it was, yeah, it was that stuck stuff. But it was just like they skipped all kinds of stuff and moved on. And then, uh, I just would like to have seen a much more comprehensive thing because they did get into some some interesting things i had i told you guys i read that console wars book mm-hmm. a year or so ago and they covered some of that they had that um tom kalinsky that used to run barbie and then he was hired by sega to battle nintendo in the late 80s early 90s and he he's the one that got set brought sega up to on par with nintendo when they created sonic and all that and how much that time, was all. How much time did they devote to the uh, landfill of uh, ET? Yeah, they did some. They had the guy that wrote that. He did a sec. He explained how little time he had to come up with it, and that Steven Spielberg just wanted him to do some sort of ET Pac-Man thing. I think he said he was like, "No, I can't. I don't have time for that." You know, would have been and, a better idea. Well, and trying to put they, get, they the basically gave together. the guy. 
they gave the guy like no time. Like the movie was supposed to come out in a month or two, and they're like, "Hey, make a video game." Anyway, now, did it mainly focus on um, home video games, or did it was it like the arcade? No, there was a lot of arcade stuff. There okay, was, there was a lot of arcade stuff. How it was in the arcades for a while, and then you left. It died in the early eighties, and everybody went home and was playing there. But then it came back with like Mortal Kombat, Mm -hmm. everybody was back in the arcades to play against each other, where before you were just playing against the machine. Now you can play all these fighting games and all that became a thing. And then going to the 90s, which, you know, that was the last episode I probably enjoyed the most because they were talking to the guys from um, id that created Wolfenstein and Doom and... Mm -hmm. You know, I love that stuff and all, all that shareware and things when PCs yeah. got into it. Um, my biggest complaint is what we were saying earlier about Wonder Woman. It's just like they couldn't, they, it leaned too close to that show with the guy with the crumbs on his shirt, whatever it is. Yeah. The movies we love the, or whatever. It yeah. leaned too close to the choice they made us. Yeah. To the silliness of, this happened in the eighties and oh my gosh, like the, some guy invented something and oh, I know what he was a, it's raining. Yeah, oh, okay. He, Sorry. uh, he was one of the hotline people for Nintendo. Cause you used to be able to call Nintendo. I mean, I did when I was a kid. Not, not to interrupt you, but I, I've been listening to an audible book. That's the history of Nintendo. And they were, yeah. they were talking in depth about that. Yeah, I think it was just like pre Nintendo Power or right around that time. You oh, could where call. you could like call in and, and get and yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they just have people Which phone castle phone. is the princess in? Just tell me. <laughs> we can't, son. Um But anyway, the guy went they had like a picture of the guy doing it when he was young and he had a mullet. And so now every time they talk to him and nowadays he's got a mullet way going. It's just like uh, no one cares yeah. about it being the '80s. Can we just talk about the video games, please? Jewish Lightning. The- Robbie was an up-and-comer. Yeah, it just crap. It, it annoyed the crap out of me. But it's a fine documentary. It's they did talk to they talked to the guy that created a lot of the art for Final Fantasy, and they talk, jumped around to a, a lot of neat things. But there was just so much garbage in there. I'd like to see a, a comprehensive thing that d- doesn't do the silly, just all the good information. Because well, they that, had that... some good good uh, graphics, and so they had a lot of uh, um, access to people to talk to that had created these things, but they were weird about it. Go on. Oh, I was just saying that history of Nintendo, they went into a lot of that dwelling into the console wars and, and dwell. <laughs> it's so good to be back. Uh, but one interesting fact that uh, they were talking about the origin of Donkey Kong and how that was originally uh, the creator was like wanted to secure the rights to Popeye and the the Popeye basically turned it turned into Donkey Kong, uh, but it, it went into throughout the history of Nintendo. It went through a lot of the console wars and how the PlayStation was created, and you know their war with Sega and how Nintendo. That sounds very out. similar to that book I read, Console Wars. But the uh, 
Yeah, I, on this they kind of talk about Donkey Kong and how it, it there was litigation because they thought it was Universal a, you know, tried to sue it. Yeah, it's a rip off of King Kong, but they were able to prove otherwise. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, cool. Anybody watch oh. that uh, on net on Netflix? Anybody check out that Project Power movie that came out with Jamie Fox? Nick did. What did he think of it? I'm I curious. will read his review. Oh, please. He he reviews movies on the same app I use. Mm-hmm. And I thought if you brought it up, I would read what his review was. It's uh, The power is in you. Actually, what do you think of it? Um, Remind me what we're talking about. This was the... This Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. kind of a superhero-y movie, but not based on anything. Correct. Based on a comic, right? Correct. So the, the plot of the movie is... Um, it's kind of a, uh, what's that Bradley Cooper thing? Unlimited. What I heard was, yeah, it was like, yeah, something like, yeah, you just get powers for a short burst or something. There's a pill, a little capsule that you break and I swallow. think it was supposed to originally be pop. <laughs> yeah. You open a can of <laughs> And then, yeah, suddenly you're stronger or, you know, you have some sort of power. But you only have it for five minutes, as long as that it takes to digest that spinach. Okay, got it. So, um, what has happened is this superpower pill is being sold like drugs on the streets. Okay, um, and it has side effects where, for some people, they get a superpower, and everybody kind of gets a different one um, for that five minutes. But some people take it and they explode. So the uh, you know it's not safe, um, and then uh, Jamie Jamie Fox plays a guy that who was in the military and um, was one of the first trials of the drug, and it worked for him. Um, Did he become Captain America? Something like that. And then it sounds so much like well, that evil Superman movie. Where we, as comic fans, we roll our eyes. We've seen this a million times and heard it before. But like some Hollywood execs, like, wait a minute, guys, what if there was an evil Superman? What if you could get powers for just a short time and people abuse them? It's like it's not, it's not an original idea, right? But it might be to Hollywood. In this unoriginal idea, Jamie Foxx goes, leaves, you know, gets out. Um, His daughter inherits some sort of power from the experimentation on him um, where she doesn't need a pill. Then she is kidnapped by the like bad guys. So familiar. Yeah, I know it it was a, it was a, it's a Netflix movie. It's not terrible. The action sequences are, are pretty good. Um, The effects are good. It's just, it was blah. That, it reminds me of um, Alan Moore. Was it the top ten comic where it was like um, like a precent of uh, like um, super powered oh. cops? Yeah, the whole the, world was super powered. Yeah, was that top ten? Yeah, but um, there's a there's a scene where they go into a nightclub and all the kids are hyped up on some drug that's like giving them super speed, so they have to like try to figure out how to interact with them. And Bendis did the mutant growth hormone in Marvel, and had you know, people could take drugs to get mutant powers. So yeah, it's not it's not an original. No, concept. 
So what did Nick's they... Nick's uh, review was? Uh, he gave it two out of five stars. It says, "I mean, it had an idea. Predictable, uninspired, and drug on for a bit too long. It tried." Yeah. <laughs> That's why twenty-one-year-olds. <laughs> not not quite good enough. Just below good. It tried is just below good enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. It tried is the new. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So I watched that. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody else got around to uh, the Umbrella Academy season two. Besides me, we mentioned it. Michael, I've got to. The start the first episode and that's about as far as i've gone so far okay so we'll hit that some other time but yeah now season two of doom doom patrol i'm almost finished with okay yeah i i'm not finished with it with it either um still got a at least a couple episodes to go i love doom patrol um it's one of my favorite shows I, i i've briefly mentioned it before uh season two is it's still still pretty great. Um, some you know, it's it still surprises me at times. Uh, love the characters. Like I said, I you know when we we're talking about James Gunn, I love those offbeat weirdo, not front page characters. That's what I love about the Doom Patrol is like you can't figure out what's going on. It's it's not predictable at all. It's, right. I mean, it's like basically superheroes on acid. Yeah, so it um it, if, now we're on to HBO. So that's what's happening. No, we're, I was just we're just mentioning it. I, one last thing, we're streaming <laughs> DC, HBO Max. You, he gets me off topic. All streaming to Michael. It's all streaming to him. <laughs> I'm so glad to be back. I'm all sure the classic, so all, excited. All the classic hits are coming so back we're, around. Yeah, we're hitting them all. Twelve. Um, Watch out! I might come back next week too. <laughs> Speaking of streaming. And D- tying it right back into DC, Michael and I both, the last thing I think we watched um, was the... Together. Not together. Uh, <laughs> was the DC movie, the animated movie streaming on... Um, uh, not HBO Max, the other... DC Universe. DC um, Universe. It's the Justice League Dark colon Apocalypse War has just came out and boy oh boy man this you want to talk about something that did it didn't try it did um and it did it all it's awesome it was like everything they've ever wanted to do in an animated movie and they weren't allowed to they allowed it yeah they it it is i i thought i'm not a big justice league dark fan number one um but they uh they really did something right with it they combined Justice League Dark, Justice League, Teen Titans, all threw it all in together, mixed it up, and uh, topped it off with some apocalypse, some dark side, uh, big bad evil stuff. And uh, man, they uh, what? Go ahead. What is amazing about this is the trailer isn't really what happens. Like it's like you think like this is going to be your typical superhero movie, the good versus the evil and Superman's going to triumph. Like, I mean the trailer that I remember seeing, like it, it's like a bait and switch, but in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to give too much away from it because it is just out. 
Um, but trust us, it's it's very good. It's and like Michael said, it's not your typical. Hey, it's just a big battle. Um, the battle happens very early on, and this is the aftermath of the battle. So um, it definitely is not that um, typical, predictable good guys always win movie. So great, loved it. If you have DC Universe, yeah, definitely check that out. So and that's all I that's all I've got for this one, guys. That's it. Yeah, I have more DC. <laughs> you have more DC? Yeah, the animated movies that I watched on the HBO Max. Speaking of that, the I don't know if what, DC Universe, all the stuff is moving over to HBO Max. So I don't know if you call, say DC Universe or HBO Max. I think because, DC I mean, Universe it, is on its last legs. Yeah, I, that's what I'm wondering if the, the comics are going to stay around as just the app just like marvel unlimited but uh i did catch on the um hbo max they had the new batman harley quinn uh, movie well animated movie that's done in that bruce tim style that makes a lot of callbacks to the series that we all hold dear um and it features nightwing in this but it goes to I want to say it's borderline PG-13. Like okay. there's a lot of of adult humor in it, I guess. Uh, there's there's one scene in particular. Uh, I guess I'm going to spoil this if people haven't seen it yet. But there's one particular scene where Nightwing is tied up on the bed and Harley Quinn is changing her clothes and something arises and they mention it numerous times afterwards that basically they hooked up uh she even makes a captain kirk reference to it later on in the the um, show but i will say i actually laughed out loud there's there there's so little tidbits like they're they're in a bar of villains and this one villain is like standing behind Batman, making fun of him, doing all the old Adam West stuff with the dancing, and and I mean it's it, it it's it's yeah, it's I think a unique thing. I think I did watch this. I think it's just been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, now that you're talking about it, I remember this. Yeah, because it, it, like during that scene, Batman throws off his utility belt, smiles, and says, "Let's dance." Because it's called Batman and Harley Quinn, I think. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's been out for a while, but it was the first time me catching it anyway. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I did. Because anything in that Tim verse, I always try and and watch um, pretty quickly because I always like that stuff. The old Justice League cartoon and uh, Justice League Unlimited from the early 2000s were always some of my favorites. So, yeah, it was, it was but, good. I agree. And I would go back and watch it again, which is saying something. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed it. And then they also had the, um, I guess this was from 2017, maybe. They have the uh, Adam West Batman animated uh, version of Batman where him and Burt Ward reprise their roles. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that whole 60s tongue-in-cheek. It has uh, William Shatner as Harvey Dent slash Two-Face. Batman, the Batman 66. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's totally right along those lines. Like it's, I mean, it's, it's a, it's own little thing. If you got anyone like the 60 series, they would definitely like this. Does, does one. it make fun of that series or is it a more continuation? I would say it's more of a continuation with little side jokes. Like there, there's Just a little poke here and there. Yeah. Like, with Batman and Robin's um, fishing trips, little, little jabs at that. Like some of the villains make like Catwoman and, and little things like that. But I, I would say it's pretty true to the 60 series. Hmm. Well, since we're, this is a DC fest, I'll say the DC thing I have left. I was going to say for TV, but I watched Jordan. I think you said you watched, a little of this maybe the harley quinn cartoon had you seen some of that uh, i've seen the first season yeah me too yeah, and you didn't you didn't like it i no i thought it was well made but it just wasn't made for me so oh. I, I i appreciated it and i i thought they did a good job but i was not a huge fan michael yet. did you, have you watched any of this yeah i'm half i think i'm almost done with season two yeah and what do mm-hmm. you think of it i i like it uh, Oh, are you? I thought we were going around the. He's talking to me. Sorry, not you. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, anyway, before I was rudely interrupted, <laughs> no, um, it's it's good. I can see why Jordan would be turned off by it because it is more hard edge. Like they can say the f word, they can go as nasty as they want to be basically. And they definitely push those buttons. There are some good comic book type moments in it, but it's, it's actually, it's one of those things where I don't think you could binge it. it. It's where you could watch an episode and enjoy it. But if you're watching more than one episode, you kind of start getting annoying. Yeah. A little like, goes just, a long way. Yeah. I, I love like their version of King shark. Um, Ron Funches. And, Ron Funches. Yes. Yeah. The cast is incredible. Mm-hmm. The cast yes. is so good. I I I'm I'm not very far into it. Just a handful of episodes, but I dig it. And mm-hmm. and I I w- I follow some you know female uh, reviewers on Twitter that are like this is their show. Like this is a the female perspective hero show she that she's totally uh nobody pays any attention to her it's all about batman and the joker and she and so yeah you know, just a lot the female reviewers love this show harley and, wants to get into the um um legion of doom legion. yeah and yeah. and she's constantly just you know she was always joker's girlfriend um yeah. and this is after they break up and she just wants to be legitimate, a le- you know, big time villain, and they just all constantly ignore her. Yeah, she, it's play, she's Kaylee Coco from uh, Big Bang. Big Bang. She, I think she does a great mm-hmm. job. Lake Bell is Poison Ivy. <laughs> Diedrich Bader's Batman is hilarious. I love, love. He bring, <laughs> he brings from Batman a, Brave and Bold. He brings a uh, grilled cheese sandwich into Damien. Uh, it's got like an R on it or whatever. He's like, I made you your favorite. And he did, Damien turns the chair around and says, you didn't make that. Alfred made it. Turns back and Batman's like, well, 
I made him make it. That's <laughs> 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 so good. There's a lot of good good moments in there. Uh, there was a good shark repellent moment and things mm-hmm. like that. But uh, yeah. just, I I dig it. I, I agree you can't, I haven't binged it. I've, I've watched one every few days and and I enjoy it like that. But I will, I'm going to, I'm glad I have so many episodes left to watch because what I've seen so far I think is good. How are you watching it? Are you watching it on Sci-Fi? Nope, HBO Max. Oh, HBO Max, okay. I didn't realize it was on there already. Yep. So, man, that app's paying off more and more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, right. that's a long episode. Yep. Well, that's uh, that's going to be it for us. Michael, thank you for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Plug them uh, mail, mail sorters back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to make this about politics, so no, I, I can't. I can't go down that that's route. Almost tell every people, episode, I do. Tell people to buy stamps. Yeah, buy stamps. Uh, do you see my I, sign in my yard? It is delightful. I, I listen. I've. I have actually. I was not BSing. I have listened to the last couple episodes, and I was listening to you talk about the sign and and putting it in the yard, and I think that is glorious. Let me see if I can get it on here. Show it to you. But yes, um, as my new job, I've had several people come up to me and ask me what I think about different things. So it's been very interesting, to say the least. <sighs> I can't, can't find right, well, it. We appreciate you joining us, Michael, and we appreciate you listening to us at home. We will be back soon. My name is Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at The Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, kapow, the pop cultured podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share. (laughs) Can you hear me? Can you hear me? One, two. I can hear you. Oh, okay. I didn't tell the other two gr- that you were going to come on, hop on here. So they're going to be a little surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I did, well, that's funny because I just listened to your guys' um, last one. Oh, did E-Man. you? Yeah. yeah. I listened to this while I was here we doing... go. There they are. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you all right. Okay. Hello, hello. I see you. What's that? Where? Wait.
like, what is happening? For the first time in forever. Last thing I need. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't remember if, if I used this this Zoom account the last time we we recorded or the previous two times we recorded. Because I think you get. Uh, I think I thought it was just the last one. Okay, so Thanks. we should hopefully get free time. <laughs> Last time's the only time I remember getting free time. Yeah, I think we've just had the one so far. That Okay, so hopefully we'll uh, be lucky here. So I asked Michael if he wanted to come on and talk a little Transformers because I, I assume I was the only one that watched uh, the Netflix. Okay. You assume correctly. Yes. Uh, that's what I figured. When you assume, you have to bring your own ass. That's right. And here I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I missed you, Seth. 